Hello, world. Hey, world. Hello, world. Welcome to Hello, world. The future is female. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast that uncovers female leaders leading our world to a brighter and better future. In today's episode, I'm talking with Jessica Williams, who is the other half of Mathematigals, an organization that fosters diversity in STEM and makes math accessible, especially for young women. And similar to the co-founder of Mathematigals, Jess has a PhD from the University of Oxford and is also pursuing math and science as a postdoctoral researcher at MIT and Harvard Medical School. She's one of the most accomplished people I know, so it's such an honor to talk to her about starting initiatives of your own, really stepping out of your comfort zone, and just hearing any advice she's willing to share on getting a PhD. So thank you so much, Jess, for um, coming and taking the time to do this. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So having a PhD in applied math from Oxford is a huge accomplishment within itself, especially because it can be very demanding to get a PhD and go through all of that schooling. So why did you decide to go this route and having, how has having a PhD helped you in pursuing any other endeavors? Yeah, so I think when I when I was finishing up my undergraduate degree, I didn't have a strong sense of what I wanted to do. I knew that I loved math. I did a, an a a math undergraduate degree, but it was an applied math degree. And so I really knew that I, I love math and I love the idea of applying it to subjects, particularly for me, the healthcare field, anything to do with medical science, applying math there was really exciting. But I, I wasn't sure at that point exactly what I wanted to do. And I, I first actually found out about a master's program at the University of Oxford, which is what I applied to. It was a one year program that I did immediately following my undergraduate degree. And just the subject matter of the course sounded really interesting. It was very much applied Um, It was also an introduction to some computational topics. I hadn't really done much computer science before. So um, sort of gaining that skill was something that was exciting to me. So I decided to do that. And at that point, the idea of doing a PhD wasn't really in my mind. I didn't really, I didn't have a strong sense of what doing research was, even I hadn't hadn't done any math research before. But then I did this one-year master's program. And at the end, it culminated in doing a summer dissertation research project. And I I just loved doing that. I loved the creative aspect of doing research. Um, I love the idea of working on problems that people hadn't worked on before. And I think that was what really made me realize I think I'd love doing a PhD. And so I was sort of quite lucky that I was already in the Oxford environment at that point. So I was able to sort of seek out advice in terms of applying for PhD programs and that sort of thing. And um, I was lucky to to find a program that was a good fit. And and then the the second part of the the question you asked, um, how has that helped with pursuing pursuing other endeavors um so I guess for me it it has been a gateway into working in the the healthcare industry in some capacity so that's been really exciting um I think it it also is a I found doing a PhD to be a very creatively fulfilling experience which I think maybe it wasn't something I expected so I think just it um it's helped with other sort of creative endeavors maybe not directly related to to math or to the PhD That's really interesting that you mentioned that it has led to more creativity because I think when I think of math, I mean, yes, I think of creativity, but a lot of times people think of like the stigma of math is not fun or like math is just like solving problems. How can you be creative? So I thought that was a unique perspective um, that you actually got a lot of like a various amount of skills from getting a PhD in math. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And I think that is an important sort of thing that people have a misconception about about it not being creative and it's something I I probably thought at some point as well 
Yeah, and speaking of, you know, pushing boundaries and making sure that um, people are encouraging girls especially to pursue careers in STEM and encouraging um, like the physical sciences and math, let's talk about Mathematicals. So going into like the next few years, where do you see Mathematicals going and what was the process of starting this like? Great question. I think in terms of where I see it going or where Kiva and I both see it going is we love we, we love making video content. That's something we're really enjoying doing. And I think we'd love to, it's something that neither of us had a huge amount of experience in. So I think we'd love to improve our skills, creating videos, um, thinking about different topics that would be exciting to put into video form. Um, I think another thing is we'd love to, to branch out from social media. I think especially during COVID and social distancing, having a sort of a, an internet platform has worked really well. But I think in the future, we'd love the opportunity to, for Mathematicals to allow us to travel and to do in-person workshops to inspire more people that maybe aren't on social media. Um, so I think that's somewhere we'd, we'd love for it to go in the future. And in terms of the process starting it, so it was something Kiva and I were both uh, passionate about maths outreach during our PhDs and something we talked a lot about the idea of having an initiative that was specifically targeted at girls and and could maybe help people to understand some of the things we felt we'd only come to understand more recently about all the different exciting applications of maths and how it can be taken out of the classroom so that was something we talked about a lot but I think just neither of us really found the time to actually start during our PhDs and then um, I think it was in the middle of 2020. We were separated by by different countries. I was in the US at this point, and uh, Kiva was in in Northern Ireland. But we we were FaceTiming a lot, and we were talking about the the, the ideas we had during our PhD, and we just decided to to go for it. And I think the we sort of felt like we we had this pressure to build up and understand exactly what we wanted to do before we started, and then we just suddenly decided, actually, why don't we just we have an idea of a name. Why don't we buy that domain name? Why don't we make an Instagram handle with that? And we'll just start making some content and see what happens. So I think that was how it really just ended up starting. That's really great advice on, I was looking at this quote the other day. It says like, stop, stop planning and just start doing. And I thought that's like so important because a lot of times I'm finding myself like scheduling out things or um, planning, what should we do before we launch and honestly, now I'm thinking like that may or may not be a form of my own procrastination just to like <laughs> avoid getting started, but not everything has to be perfect. And once I realized this, like I was able to just kind of um, integrate myself into my work and just kind of get started and then figure out as I go. So I thought that was a really unique perspective you put on. You, ne- you, didn't guys, you guys didn't necessarily have a full out plan when you started Mathematicals. Um, and it's so successful already. So I just thought. Oh, <laughs> thank you. But exactly. I totally agree with that. And I think I, I had the exact same thought that we had to have everything planned out. And and you sort of you always have the sense that everybody else has that. Yeah. You feel like you you think, oh, they must have. planned. But I think the sort of big secret is people just do things and they they maybe don't have a huge plan of where it's going to go. And um, it's yeah, the, the biggest step is just getting started and then yeah. it's easier from there. Right. So there are definitely a lot of people, women in particular, who want to bring a positive change to the world, whether that is creating a nonprofit, a business, and really there are just a multitude of ways to accomplish this. So knowing this, what's your best advice in pursuing an outreach project? I think reaching out to others who are maybe doing something similar or are 
doing something that inspires you in some way and and promoting what other people are doing I think that I think maybe viewing it as sort of a collaborative effort that people are trying to find their own piece to work on a bigger picture and to hopefully make a difference in it inspiring people um, and contributing to outreach so sort of viewing yourself maybe as finding where you fit in that greater puzzle and what role you can play in in helping others and in collaborating with others um, I know Kiva and I have found just through our social media accounts we've reached out to lots of other accounts that we've seen doing interesting content or things that we'd we'd love to to emulate or to get some ideas from and everyone's has been so so sort of receptive to us reaching out to them and have really been great and so kind with uh, sharing our content and we've shared content of others and 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 so I think really just instead of viewing it as sort of an isolated project uh, viewing it as you interacting with others and all trying to contribute to uh, a bigger goal I think is, is something that we found to be to be really helpful and is also just it feels great to be working on something collaboratively with lots of other people and to, to make new connections and new friends. Yeah, I think definitely um, networking and being collaborative is underrated with you know, organizations or businesses, because I think sometimes we want to succeed on our own and it just feels better. But with every like successful person or successful organization, there's like thousands of people who, you know, played some role in it. And I think that's really important to kind of shine light on is that you don't do everything by yourself. Like an organization with a hundred thousand followers is nothing without those hundred thousand people who are supporting them. It's really important to be collaborative and just like know that that's fine and that's good. Exactly. Yeah. And I think you brought up a great point too, that it's not even just the people you're you're working with to accomplish the goal, right. but maybe the people that you're targeting your content at as are just as much involved in the the bigger picture. Yeah. So I know this is a typical question, but I still wanted to ask it because I thought it could be really helpful, especially for any younger viewers or listeners out there. Um, but also if you're like older, totally fine. This is great advice. Um, but if you could go back to either high school or even college, what would it, what would you do differently? Or um, what are you actually really thankful you did? Starting with what I do differently, I think I would try not to feel pressure to be doing certain things at certain times or, or feeling certain ways at certain times or feeling like I knew what I was doing at certain times. Um, I think there's there's always a huge pressure in, in high school and colleges. So in high school, maybe to know where you want to go to college and what you want to study. And um, and then once you're in college, what you want to do after college and uh, where you see your life going. And I, th I think there's always that pressure to know those things. And I, I don't think I, I knew those really what, what I was going through high school or, or college or maybe even now and I think that I've sort of come to realize that that's fine and it uh, enables you to to find opportunities that you might not have found if you'd been so if you'd been more narrow-minded and focused only on one goal which is also not a bad thing but I think just just yeah not feeling pressure from from other people or internal pressure to be feeling certain ways or doing certain things at certain times I think that's that sort of advice I'd give my former self and maybe something I'd try and do differently um in terms of things that I am glad I did is I'm I'm glad I I kept up lots of lots of hobbies while I was in high school and college I was um I I, I love music I still love music I've, I've always been in choirs um I've I've always played the piano and I think doing that and having those sort of extra 
creative outlets and different differently creative outlets was something that was really important to me and gl I'm glad that I kept them focused on because I think especially if you're somebody who's quite academically driven it's easy to sort of drop other things and feel like you only need to focus on academics but I think it's so important for a sort of holistic viewpoint to keep all of those things going as well so that's something I'm glad I did and another sort of quite specific thing I'm, I'm glad I did is I went to so, so I, I went to you know I was born in the UK I went to high school in the US and I went to a, a math and science summer program called Cosmos I don't know if you you know of it but it was um that was something that was really inspiring to me I did that the summer um from between between ninth and tenth grade I think and I just met loads of other high school students who were interested in in math and science and I, that was a really inspiring experience to me yeah, that's really great advice on not feeling pressured by other people to pursue a certain route. I think high school is kind of a time to um, pursue what you love academically, but also creatively, because like you said, it, it's, you know, various fields can have different creative outlets and it's really important to explore those. Totally. I, I think so well said, and I, I totally agree with everything you said. And that's so great. You're having that realization now to really appreciate the time of living exactly with your family and um, and all of those things, because I think that's so important as well, spending time with people you love and with your family. I mean, it, it, it trumps all, really. And that, and also the fact that you are sort of diversifying and keeping lots of different creative outlets and academic outlets going. That's great. I agree. Yeah, because I think it's just like I'm really looking forward to the college experience and, you know, moving out and all of that and um, pursuing like a major, but I think it's really important. My mindset has changed to really enjoying the present while also having my goals of what I wanna do in the future, so. Yeah. I think that's so great, yeah. <laughs> so studying at Oxford, you had the opportunity to really dive into the culture there. Even though you were originally born in the UK, which was so interesting, what was it like studying abroad? Do you recommend this for anyone or like basically just what advice do you have for people who might not be sure what they want to do yet? Yeah, I for me, it was a great experience. So as you said, I was born in the UK. So it was a, it was a little bit it wasn't maybe as foreign as an experience as it would be for some people because all my extended family is over there. And my family is British. But the, the big thing that did make it a sort of study and abroad experience for me is I was leaving my immediate family who were living in California at the time. So my parents and my brothers. And that was that was something that was really hard for me. So my undergraduate degree, I went uh, to college 45 minutes away from my house. So even though I lived on campus, I went home pretty much every weekend. And I I, I loved continuing to spend time with my family. So that was something that was it was quite a daunting thought for me. And at the time, I thought I was only going off to do this one year master's. And I think that's the way I kind of sort of uh, justified it in my mind. I thought, okay, it's one year, and then I can reunite with my family. But it was actually, I think, a really empowering experience for me to realize I could do that. And I could spend time apart with them. And especially with modern technology today, it's so FaceTiming and so easy to, to sort of keep in touch with people, even if you're not directly with them. So I think the actual experience of living somewhere else so that I guess that's not directly related to studying but going and living somewhere far away for a short amount of time I think was really empowering just to know that you can do that and it also meant that I I really fully immersed myself in the Oxford experience I think during my undergraduate degree because I was close by to my family and from close by to friends from high school I sort of maybe didn't fully integrate myself so much in in my undergraduate degree um, because I still had those ties to home whereas when I, I went off to do my master's, that, that was all I had was this new community. So I think that meant that I did really quickly form these really strong ties 
And I also tried to do lots of extracurricular activities within the university. Um, and I think Oxford too, Oxford and, and Cambridge have very much sort of subcultures. So as well as the experience of studying in a different country, you're also having this very unique experience because they're these very old universities and they have, they're split up into different colleges and they still have these formal dinners that you go to and you dress in certain outfits and there's all of that stuff to get used to, which was, uh, which was a really fun experience and I loved. Um, so I would, for anyone considering it, I would really recommend it. I mean, nothing's ever permanent, so you can go off and do something big and if for some reason it really doesn't work out, that's fine. You can always, you can always come back. So I think if, for anyone who's considering it, I think it's, uh, it was a great experience for me at least. There are so many different things you can do at universities. So I thought that's a, a really cool point that you brought up, especially because um, I like how you have that perspective of maybe going to a college closer to home and then also wanting that autonomy and independence. So you decided to pursue that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. I think it's a, yeah, su it's such a good experience to, to live somewhere else. And yeah. it makes you appreciate things about home too. I like right. that. Many kids don't necessarily love math. And I think girls often lose their confidence to answer questions in middle school or at camps in the summer. And it's often had this negative stigma of being very challenging, like we've said, and, um, and rigorous, which obviously math is a very rigorous subject, but it's also really rewarding in the end. How can we teach kids and even adults to love math, try a problem one more time, or in general, just learn the skills to problem solve and um, use analytical thinking maybe? Yeah, I think that that's such an important question, I think. And one thing I think is really trying to take math out of the classroom, because I think there is, there often can be, for, especially for people who maybe have negative ex experiences of school, um, outside of doing math, then, then linking it so strongly to that environment, I think, can sort of perpetuate that, that negative feeling around math. I also think there's math more than any other subject has this idea that, or, or people have this idea about math that you're either good at it or you're not. You're either a math person or you're not. And I think that's such a, a damaging um, conception. And, and it's so not true. I think anyone anyone can can do math and they can get better at it like anything that you work at and you practice you can improve at and and people maybe naturally see things differently and in different ways and, and I think math is a subject that you can approach in different ways not everyone views problems identically even if it's the same problem but you can reason through and get to a solution working through it in in different ways and I think that's something that's so so cool about math is you can solve a problem one way and you can think that's the only way to look at it and talk to someone else and find out they got to the same answer but they they viewed it from a different angle um so I think yeah that uh, that idea that you can solve things differently and you can look at things differently is really sort of goes against that common idea that you're either good at math and you can do things in the right way or you're not um so I think yeah sort of breaking down that idea is something that's really important and I think that goes along maybe with taking that out, out of the classroom as well. Um, and I think highlighting the different ways that, that math can be, be used in real life is really important. Um, so that's going along with taking it out of the classroom. And, and obviously for sort of practical things like financial reasons and um, maybe understanding statistics that you view in the media, those are reasons that everyone, it, it's nice to have an understanding of math just to feel really competent and secure in those situations but then also just things that you wouldn't maybe think are mathematically related and I think that's something Kiva and I are hoping to do with mathematicals is sort of every, everyday things that you might not realize have math underpinning them to to highlight that and then I think just just lastly 
this goes, I guess, with with lots of things, but just not comparing yourself to others. And I think this goes along with the there's lots of different ways to solve the same problem and people aren't necessarily good and good or bad at math. Um, I think, yeah, not comparing yourself to others. So you might view something one way or you might not get the right answer one time, but that's just because you're completely different from the other person you're comparing yourself to. Right. I think it's really important that we don't have this fixed mindset of, uh, I I mean, when when I took geometry, people were like, okay, you really liked algebra, you're not gonna like geometry. Or I took biology, you really like biology, you're definitely not gonna like chemistry. So it really discourages people when, okay, like I haven't even seen any chemistry problems, I haven't even seen what geometry is like to already go into it being influenced by like people telling you you're not gonna like it because you were so good at algebra or you're so good at biology. It's like, then it's like really hard to even try because it's like people you feel like you, people don't really support you or they think you're going to fail. But it's just really important to know that, like you said, if you just work on something, you can get good at it. I mean, not everyone is good at everything right away, but if they work hard on it and really study and get, use the resources that are available to you, you know, you're going to get it someday. It's not impossible because other people can do it. So you can. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. And I, I think also what you were saying about people thinking oh because you like algebra then you might not like geometry I think I I agree that's something that it's so not true and it's something that people love to do is to put people into boxes to say okay you're an algebra and biology person so you don't like geometry and chemistry and it's it's so it's so untrue um but it's yeah I think that that's great to realize that uh that that isn't true and just to (laughs) to sort of realize that you can love and be good at anything you want to So as a final overarching question, I like to ask this in all of my interviews because it just gives me a broader perspective on um, how different people want to change the world, whether that's in minute ways or, you know, inventing something. Uh, It's just really interesting to see the different perspectives. So with that being said, how are you going to change the world now or even in the near future? So I think I am, I am very inspired by working in the medical fields and the idea of directly contributing to maybe improving patients' care, patients who are, who are ill, improving their, their quality of care, improving their lifespan. Um, so I, I love working in, in any aspect of medical research because I feel like there's that overarching um, idea that hopefully I'm contributing to, to improving healthcare and to improving patient care. So for me, that's something I love to feel in my career that I hopefully contribute to um, maybe improving our understanding of of medicine and to the of the human body, or perhaps to improving the design of a medical device that's used for a particular procedure, uh, and anything involving healthcare. I'd, I'd love to feel that I contributed in some way to that. It's really inspiring that you are making a direct impact while also um, giving back to the community through Mathematicals, which I did want to mention is such a cool organization because. Your videos are just really interactive and engaging to listen to and watch, especially because the little animations are so cool and it really is not textbook math or school math, even though you're getting the skills um, the same maybe. It's just a really unique perspective to see real world examples put into and taught so that I could understand it and people of different ages could as well. So I just thought that would be really interesting oh, um, to mention. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, I loved our conversation too. This was great.
That's it for today's episode. Remember to stay positive, stay inspired, and change the world. Bye, everyone. Thank you.